Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Welcome to the Credible Nerds podcast with Mark and Justin. This is the podcast you're looking for. Don't go about your business. Stay here. Well, go about your business and listen. And then you can move along. Move along. And may the force be with you. Always. Welcome to Star Wars Apologetics, Attack of the Clones edition, with your hosts, Mark and Justin. Hey Star Wars fans, welcome back to Star Wars Apologetics, the Attack of the Clones edition. This is episode two. Our last episode, we talked about Obi-Wan and Anakin and their relationship and how important that is to the movie as well as the saga. We also got into Anakin and Padme's relationship and how that developed in this movie. So if you haven't heard that one yet, uh, go back and listen to it. It's episode one of this uh, Attack of the Clones edition of Star Wars Apologetics. Go check that out and then jump into this one. We'll be talking uh, about more about Darth Sidious and kind of his plan and you know, we got into it a little bit in the last season with uh, Darth Sidious's machinations, and those continue into this episode, episode two. So we'll be talking about that a little bit more and how it relates to episode one. And also, we'll get into the clones. I mean, Attack of the Clones, obviously we're going to be talking about those guys. Plus, you know, we've been waiting to hear about these clones since episode four, way back in 1977. Lots of um, ideas and theories put out there over the years, but now we finally get to see them. You know, it doesn't match up to the hype. So uh, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're listening. Also in this section when we talk about the clones, this was recorded pre-Bad Batch. And so uh, there's been some things that have been revealed in the Bad Batch series. So if you want to learn more about the clones and how kind of the things we talk about here maybe aren't matching up, go and listen to our Bad Batch review season, uh, season one that we're recording right now as well. So um, definitely check that out for more more info on the clones and how they uh, fit into the big plan of of Darth Sidious. So, you know, he's secretly Darth Sidious, and we see of we see how he's you know playing both sides, the Separatists and the Republic, and not you know they're he's playing them against each other. He's using these you know this puppet of Count Dooku to create a whole. Re- Rebellion or you know, the separation, the separatist, to fight against the Republic. And so that creates conflict, which ultimately brings in the Jedi. So he's using not only the separatists to fight against the Republic, but he's using those two to fight against the Jedi. And that's pretty complex. I mean, that's not something that's easily done. That takes a lot of planning, uh, patience. You know, we see all of that with, with Darsidious. So he's the main villain of not only this prequel trilogy, this movie, but the whole saga. And I think that's a pretty big deal. We get to see that, how that plays out. We get to see how he becomes in control of the Republic. We saw that in the first movie. We see it more in this movie. And then in the, the episode three, we see how he becomes emperor. So I always thought that was pretty cool. You know, it wasn't a hostile takeover. He just kind of stepped in the role slowly and slowly Little by little, he gained the ultimate power. Yeah. Uh, I mean, was it that big of a 
you know, when he did that, uh, this whole plan, was it that big of a plan or was he like hoping that everything would work out with the Federation, you know, blockading and invading, invading Naboo? Well, I think he was trying to create a conflict that would, so he's from Naboo, him and Padme are from Naboo. So he was like the senior senator and she was the junior senator. So he created this conflict on Naboo so that people would feel sorry for him and his people. So that he gets the sympathy from the whole Senate. But then he paints the the Chancellor at the time, Chancellor Valorum, as an idiot. So he creates this situation where Valorum can't solve the problem, so they vote him out of office, and since he has the sympathy of everyone, he's able to step in and become the Chancellor. So I think that was the first step of the plan. And then once he took that step, he's like, okay, now i got to create a war so that eventually people will vote me in as, you know, keep voting me in so I can solve this conflict because they trust me. Well, and it was a little bit more than that too. Like it was like, it's almost like everything was a little too perfect, right? Because he had to get Padme gone so that Jar Jar Binks would would be able to step in her place. Right. Well, she was queen. Actually, no. I I mentioned that she, that he was senior senator and she was junior senator, right? That's mm-hmm. that's not correct. He was the senator and she was the queen. And so then and you're only queen for a number of years and then you step down. And that's when she became senator in between episode 1 and 2. Does that make sense? Was it one and two or two and three? Well, she was senator in two and three. But she was oh, okay. the queen in one. So when did Jar Jar Binks vote, do the vote of no confidence? So he was... Um, Wasn't that when she was on the run with Anakin? Yeah. So and so he was stepped in her place for the time being? Well, in that situation, she was the senior senator, and he was junior, or he was some sort of assistant to her. So he, that, oh, yeah. so that was part of. I think I don't think it was part of his master plan, but when he saw the opportunity, he took it to get you know send her on her way, so Jar Jar Binks the fool could step in, and then he could, because you saw him kind of like make the comment, "Well, if only Padme was here, then we could do something about it." And you see Jar Jar Binks going, "Hmm." Maybe maybe I should do something about it, right? Mm-hmm. So then that's when he does the vote of no con- or the vote of emergency powers to Palpatine. Okay, and that was in episode two. Yeah, so I mean that's kind of I don't know. It just is like that's such an elaborate plan. Like, either, I mean, was he like the most powerful force user ever? That he could see the future so perfectly that. Uh, I mean, he he creates a clone army mm-hmm. and knows exactly how and when it will be used. Maybe well, not when, but how. Well, I think, yeah. I th- but initially, I think his plan was to use the droid army. But since you know that was defeated easily in um, episode one, it's like, oh, these guys are idiots. I'm not going to do anything with these guys. So that's when he st- started to create the clone army. But And he knew it would take 10 years for them to mature and get to the point where they could do something. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, I don't think in episode one, he's like, okay, this is my plan. And he maps it all out from beginning to end. I think he's like, well, first of all, I need to become chancellor. 
That's my first step. So he does that. Then he's like, okay, now what? Then he plans out the next few steps. You know, so he's always, you know, take these steps and then, okay, what's next? I think that's what it is instead of, hey, from A to Z, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, he just is so like, I mean, the way some of the plans went out, it's just so perfect. You know, I think and there it, is some aspect of he can see the future, like the Jedi can, right? Yeah, but and it begs you know to say like, why couldn't anyone see this coming until it was too late? Like when Mace finally says in the third one, "I sense his plot to destroy the Jedi." It's like, well, congratulations, fool! <laughs> you know, that's like if someone's gonna has a knife to your throat and says, "Hmm, I sense I might die in two seconds." Well, yeah, congratulations, like. I, I don't know. It's and um you know, like none of these Jedi knew at all. Yeah. And um and I think that's And so that's point. what I'm saying. Is he like just like the most powerful force user ever? He's one of them, yeah. I mean it's just it boggles the mind sometimes, like how perfect was it. It makes a great story, no doubt. Yeah. But uh and and I think you know, here in the second one you start to see some of it come, especially with the clone army. I'm getting, um, getting there and stuff, but it's just so perfect. Yeah. You know? Well, I think he distracted the Jedi with the war, and that's why they didn't see it coming. I, I think that's a great question, because my wife, who loves this movie, it's her favorite Star Wars movie, she's always asking me that question. Why didn't the Jedi send Star Sidious? Why didn't the Jedi see this coming? Like, kind of like what you're saying. I think that's a valid point. And I don't think it was ever ultimately answered. It was just kind of like, there's that statement that Mace makes in episode three, and then there was also another statement that I think Yoda makes where he says, the dark side clouds everything, and we're, we can't see into the future anymore. So I think that played into it as well, but there's no definitive answer from what I remember. Hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned... And it's kind of part like what you see when Yoda says in the third one, or, or what Darcidius says to Yoda: "Your arrogance blinds you. Yeah, like you could have seen me, you should have seen me, but you were so arrogant that you didn't even look for me. Like you were so arrogant that the Sith were going to get caught and destroyed, and you, you'd be able to control it all, and then it didn't. Yeah, you know, and, and so, but I, I don't know. It just is like." Like when I think about it, I try to wrap around my head about around it. It's just like everything was just so perfect to a T. Everything. Even – and I know we're talking about Attack of the Clones, but I think it really becomes more relevant in the third one with, with him because you know, all of a sudden he gets Yoda out of town. He gets Obi-Wan and Anakin split up because if Anakin and Obi-Wan would have been together, Anakin wouldn't have turned. Yeah. Plain and simple. I agree with that. Right, he makes it so perfect that, and it all starts like you start seeing it all come together in this movie. So perfect, you know, with Count Dooku, you know, hiding, you know, like being the face of the Sith without having to reveal his hand, yeah. and um, you know, the clone army getting used exactly how he wants to to distract the Jedi, and you know, huge groups of of the Republic leaving for this reason, and I mean, it's just so perfect. It just it's just insane. Yeah. Just insane. Yeah, and I think, well, we're led to believe that that's the genius of Palpatine, right? 
I mean, whether it's true or not, that's what that's the story. Whether it could have worked or not, that's the story. So, mm-hmm. so you mentioned clones, and I think that's the biggest thing is we finally get to see the clones, the Clone Wars. That was mentioned in that same conversation that Obi Wan was having about uh, Anakin and how such good friends they were when he was talking to Luke in the first episode four, I guess. And so we finally get to see the clones. We get to see how they were created, who created them, uh, how they learned, how they trained, what they look like, all that. And we get to see how Boba Fett fits into the story. Uh, For a lot of fans, that was very disappointing. Uh, They thought Boba Fett would be a little more, would be a lot different. But we see his, he's a clone. They're all clones of Jango Fett, who is a bounty hunter. And the Camino cloners were the ones that created the clone army. And, and he's a Mandalorian. Is that right? No, he's not. I think, and I oh. think that's the, a lot of the complaints is, th- you know, throughout history up until this point, you know, Boba Fett was a Mandalorian. And he had this huge backstory as a Mandalorian, but he's not. He's just a bounty hunter wearing Mandalorian armor. <laughs> And that's still being debated <laughs> why, today. You know why? Why did it, they do that? Do yeah, you know, that's that's the thing is that that was just George Lucas's decision. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. That's amazing. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so that alone disqualifies this from being the best movie ever. Because <laughs> the creator made a decision. Yeah. That was different from what fans he, wanted. He should hang out with J.K. Rowling. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's to that level, but. <laughs> but no, I just blows like this. Uh, that's all I have to say. That uh. so, Jango Fett clones. Uh, this uh, clone army was put into motion ten years prior to to the film uh, by, I believe it was Darth Sidious posing as uh, Sifo-Dyas, Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas. Or Sifo-Dyas put in the, the order and then he disappeared. I think that's it's either one of those two. Well, when so when did Darth Tyrannus or uh, um, who was it? Dooku. Dooku leave the Jedi. Didn't he leave the Jedi right about this time too? Yeah. Because all this started happening around just right after episode one. Okay. Yeah. Uh... So we get to see the clones. Um, we get to see the first battle of the Clone Wars. I think that's probably the best part of the whole film is, you know, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Padme are in the arena. They're about to be executed. They kind of escape. They fight. But then all the droids show up, and they, they're like, okay, now do we, what do we do? Then all of a sudden the clones show up, and that's when, you know, we see the first Clone War, the first battle in the Clone War. And that's when it gets good. That's when this movie really gets going. We see lightsaber battles. We see clones fighting droids. You know, all this action going on at the same time. So it's it's really good. So you can't fault the you, movie for that. Do you think these clones are better than current day clones? Or current day stormtroopers? Uh, personally, yeah. But because we haven't seen, are you talking current day as in episode seven and eight, or episodes four, five, six? Uh, New Hope and stuff. Okay, I I think so. 
Um, I think they're more disciplined. You see them execute their missions better. Because in episode four, basically you got Han, Luke, and Chewie running around the Death Star and no one can catch them, right? (laughs) It's like the super Imperial base and they can escape all the stormtroopers. (laughs) So that leads me to believe that the troopers weren't very well trained. And obviously they can't hit them. They can't shoot the heroes for nothing. So So did Palpatine get rid of them, do you think, because of... He saw the potential of a negative Order 66 going wrong on him. Um, the clones? Yeah. I think well, they had the accelerated life, right? They aged twice as fast. And I think that was a big part of it. But I guess he could have got another order of clones in or extended their life or something like that. So I don't know what the mm. reasoning was behind all of that. But I think they should have kept them going. Yeah, because they basically it came out that they were um, Geonosis was destroyed right between episodes two and three. No, it was still around. Oh, it was. Oh, you mean Camino? Like where the clones were? Oh yeah, yeah, Camino. Oh, Uh, maybe I know. I remember from the comics and stuff that they were attacked, and even the Clone Wars, the Camino ones were attacked and stuff. So I don't. I can't remember if, like, their capabilities, their cloning capabilities were destroyed or what, but, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, no, the, the clones, I mean, you always have to say they're a great part. I, it's hard to argue against it. I don't really have anything to say, obviously, but yeah. uh, I, I lo- that battle was cool when they come running in with all their cool drop ships and and everything else like that, so. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's the the start of the Clone War, and we get a whole animated series, uh, seven seasons, seven amazing seasons. Well, the first season's all right. It's a good start, but it gets better, season two and, and onward. But yeah, it kicks off the Clone Wars. We see a lot of good stuff happen in, in the Clone Wars animated series, so definitely check that out if you haven't already. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Uh, definitely check out our other series where we do we uh, review Phantom Menace and all the good things about that movie. And we'll keep going after this. We'll go into episode three after this one. And so on and so on. So thanks for joining us. Definitely check out our webpage, CredibleNerds.com, for other podcasts, other reviews, movie reviews, book reviews, things like that. Check out our social media pages. Just do a search for at CredibleNerds, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Follow us there. Join us there in the conversation. We'd love to have you there and and talk there. So so give us a follow. Stay tuned next for episode three of this new series. We'll be talking more about Anakin and his uh, fall to the dark side a little bit. How, what kind of what started that. So stay tuned. Thanks for joining us and may the force be with you.